did they meet their business plan and exceed it? Or did they just sort of perform below it? And, you know, they're the type of operator that's going to tell you the performance is here and they're consistently coming in down here. So you want to start to see what performance they had in the past and what performance they have now and kind of reconcile, is that better or worse than they projected? Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And Follow-Up Boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The Follow-Up Boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Welcome to another special episode of the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show, where we are sharing the top sessions from the Best Ever Conference 2021. And this year, the Best Ever Conference is back in person, February 24th through 26th. Come join us, Denver, Colorado. You'll hear all the new keynote speakers. You'll meet some new business partners. You'll learn some insights from the presentations and from the people you meet that you can apply to your business today. And here is an example of a session from last year that is still relevant today and will be beneficial for you. So my name is Ryan Gibson, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Investment Group. I've made some bad decisions passively investing, and what I'm about to share with you today is hopefully going to prevent you from doing that. I made some bets on some operators that didn't do a very good job, and the signs were there based on the information I'm about to share with you. If I had just known to ask it, then I probably would have been able to 
research and figure out that these operators were not people that I wanted to invest with. I've also invested with some outstanding operators. So all of this I've kind of sort of put together and really made a concerted effort to provide this type of information and provide this type of resourcing at Spartan Investment Group for our investors. And without further ado, the first thing you're probably looking for with an operator is to find the operators. And I get asked the question all the time, you guys do self-storage. Who else do you know in multifamily or mobile home parks or a different types of space? So before you get together your questions and your routine for interviewing an operator, you want to find them. And these are kind of six ways that I find operators. You can find them online. There's two really great resources 506investorgroup.com lists a lot of different syndicators and operators. There's probably, I don't know, maybe a hundred or 200 on there. Great group put together. And you can read reviews on operators and see how other passive investors have rated them. The other thing I like is an interesting website called formsd.com. And that provides you with a list of every single syndication that's ever taken place legitimately and listed on the SEC website. So if you Google a name, Google a company, or I'm sorry, search a company on formsd.com, you'll see active raises and what the raise was for and how they're raising capital and things like that. So if you want to find some 506B offerings, if you're sophisticated or not accredited, that's a great resource for that. The next thing I do is networking. Obviously you're doing that now. So congratulations. I won't elaborate too much on that. Funds. When I say funds, there's fund to funds, Hunter Thompson, Realty Mogul, CrowdStreet, things like that, where there's a platform or there's a representative that's raising a fund and finding great operators to place capital with. Syndication groups, obviously there's great meetups that you can be part of or privy to. And then projects. Sometimes you'll be in your neighborhood or your street and you'll see a project and you'll figure out that that's syndicated equity. A lot of times you'll figure out that a lot of things in Main Street investing are syndicated equity and you can kind of figure out who that operator is. And a lot of that is once you get the operator that you really like, ask them who they know in other spaces and great operators will give you great referrals. We do all the time. So first, setting the stage. So you want to invest passively with an operator. How do you structure that interview? You know, Maybe you get 15 minutes or 25 minutes or an hour or that sit down coffee or a meeting and you want to ask questions to the operator or the person who's syndicating the equity to do a deal. This is how I like to structure my interview. Ask open-ended questions. So get the operator talking and kind of see what the things that they talk about the most are. Write down everything that you ask, everything that the operator says, and keep a log of that. Keep a log by operator, maybe in a Word document, this operator, and this is the things that we talked about. This is the things we discussed. The other part of that too is see if they're interested in what you have to say. I'm really kind of determining what kind of investor you are and what you're looking for. So it's kind of a a two-way interview there. You're trying to see if you're a good fit for one another. As for their portfolio projects, this is every deal that they have now and every deal that they've done and closed and the historical performance, referrals, and maybe a property location that you can go by if you have time. Okay, are they an operator or a syndicator? First question you're going to ask them. Are they syndicating equity for somebody else's deal, disconnected? If they're an operator, determine what role their company is playing in the operation. Just go into this eyes wide open. Are you going to a fund to fund? Are you going to an operator? And then if they are an operator, how much of a role do they play in the operation? Are they property management? Are they construction management? Are they simply syndicating the equity and buying the deal and outsourcing it? There's nothing wrong with either lane that you go down, but just get clear on who you're really investing with. How are they compensated and how are they aligned with the deal? 
So if they're an operator and they're doing all aspects of the business, figure out how their alignment is through their fees, through their splits, through their structuring. How are they aligned with the project? And lastly, are they aligned with the success of the project? So are there compensation and incentives based on the success of the project and your ultimate success? So just make sure that you're real clear on the PPM, how the waterfall is structured and how they are being compensated and how you're being compensated if the deal does well or doesn't do so well. My favorite question of all time, tell me about a deal gone bad. And somebody might say, well, all my deals have gone perfect. And that probably means they don't have a lot of experience. Because as we know, in real estate, eventually something goes bad and it may be the fault of the operator. It may not be the fault, maybe a blend, maybe kind of the operator's fault and maybe some outside circumstances. And if there's nothing's gone wrong and they've been in business for 30 years, it's probably a good chance they're not being truthful with you. And then get them talking about the deal gone bad and listen to how they responded to the bad issue. This happened in 2020. This is a picture of my business partner, Scott Lewis. And he's standing in front of an RV park that we own that was ripped apart by an F1 tornado in West Texas. And you can see here that the deal went bad. We had a tornado rip through our property. Fortunately, there was no injuries and well, limited injuries and everybody was okay. And within a couple of months, we had the park completely restored. And actually the park is distributing a return to our investors within the same year. So you know, talk about that story. What happened? How did you respond to it? What kind of operational team did you have on the ground within a certain period of time? You want to really try to learn what type of capability the group has to respond in bad situations. Another thing about this is, is the company well capitalized? Never mind the deal. The deal can be well capitalized. I understand that. But if the operator is doing 10, 20, 30 deals and one deal goes bad, does the main corporation or main company have the liquidity to sort of handle these one-off deals needing an infusion of cash to get things kind of going again before insurance catches up? So kind of get to know the company more than just the deal. Mission, vision, values, alignment. This is huge. If they're just one way talking to you on that interview and not learning about who you are, you're never really going to kind of figure out if they're really interested in you and kind of helping your goals and your mission. Read the company's mission, vision, values, and see if it's kind of in aligned with your way of thinking and your values and your culture. Ask them for an example. Hey, give me an example of how you've completed your mission recently. Maybe tie it to an investor situation. Who's on the team? So there's the, the great picture of the one-man band. Are they a one-man band? Are they doing everything themselves? Do they have a deep bench? Do they directly hire the team? Are they vertically integrated? Do they have a property management construction company, whatever it might be? Kind of understand their business model. Understand when they take fees on the front end of a project, are they going out and finding great employees to run your project? Or are all those fees sort of just going to them and then maybe they might hire the person to complete your deal or not, right? So kind of find out who their team is, who's on their team, and how many FTEs or full-time employees that that business has. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business or maybe you've tried but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building 
deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. What is their business model, right? So you may have an operator who is a business coach. They're selling an education platform. They're teaching classes on the weekends. They have all these webinars and education platforms. But are they focused on their deal or do they have people focused on their deal? Are they working another full-time job? Are they a guru? We all know the gurus out there that are doing great guru stuff, but they're not doing great deal stuff. Or maybe they have a a great team and they can be a guru and and, and have projects go really well. So just kind of figure out what their core business model is and where they focus their attention on stuff. What's their communication plan? This is probably the number one most important thing to me when I'm deciding to place capital with another operator and the number one focus inside Spartan Investment Group in our investor relations department. Do they have best in class or a minimum standard of communication? So that is our communication plan up on the screen. We do a monthly email project reporting. We do a quarterly financial reporting every quarter, and we do an investor conference call every quarter where we get all of our investors on a call and we go through just kind of high level how every deal in our portfolio is going, not just their deal, but we go through all the deals and can usually get through a, an optional conference call on 30 to 45 minutes and really kind of have an opportunity for everybody to ask questions and get answered. And then, you know, the thing is, is, you know, a lot of people say, oh yeah, we communicate, we're so good at communicating. We communicate with our investors say, okay, great. Can I see your last three communications with your investors? You know, you might gain a lot of information from that, right? They just said they had great communication. Ask them, hey, can I see the last three communications that went out on specific deals? And that'll give you a better understanding of their communication style, their reporting standards, how they're communicating to you when you're inside of one of their deals. And is their plan in writing? So what I mean by that is we put our communications policy in our operating agreements for the deal. So we're actually putting down in writing that we're not just saying this, we are putting it in an operating agreement and we're committed to the communication plan. 
Performance and portfolio. So I really like this one because there's a lot of different ways to present data and project performance to people. So what I like to see is I like to see a historical performance pro forma versus actual. So you might see something that was a low return and you might say, oh, well, these aren't great returns, but they could be a core or core plus asset, right? So you kind of got to understand when they're projecting returns in their portfolio or they're showing historical performance, do you have the context of the business plan? So did they meet their business plan and exceed it? Or did they just sort of perform below it? And, you know, they're the type of operator that's going to tell you the performance is here and they're consistently coming in down here. So you want to start to see what performance they had in the past and what performance they have now and kind of reconcile, is that better or worse than they projected? And my favorite is what is project level IRR or is it investor level IRR? Are they giving you the total project IRR, which could look great, or are they giving you what went to the actual investor? And consistent metrics, you know, there's a lot of different ways to spin IRR by returning capital or return on capital. You can really manipulate that number quite a bit. What I like to look at are two things as part of my overall analysis. Let's look at equity multiple and how long it took to get that equity multiple. Because equity multiple is giving you a true time-tested return on how much money you earned on your initial investment over a certain period of time. IRR might be something that might not be as represented. It's a tool to use as consistent across multiple asset class types, but it might not be the best metric. So find consistent metrics. And then when you're looking at different operators or evaluating opportunities, you can kind of figure out if that's consistent across multiple deals and multiple operators. References and background checks. My favorite way to get a reference is not to ask somebody for a reference, is to find my own reference for that person. So I always joke, when you get job candidates or you get people that are applying for a position, who in the room is actually giving someone a bad reference? So it's kind of funny when you ask for references and you get references, I always check them, but it's something that I'm not going to give a bad reference. You know, at least I hope somebody wouldn't. And if they did, that's bad because they probably don't have anybody that they can call that are going to say good things. So that's even worse, right? So try to find other people that have invested with that operator and ask them how it went. How did they communicate? And all the questions that I prepared you with earlier in this presentation, ask them. When was the last time there was a distribution or how did the communication go? And kind of get the feeling too. The business plan was set out and they're not quite hitting the business plan. That's okay. So long as they're doing something to fix it or get the project back on track, right? What, how they responded to that. Other ways, look on BBB, Better Business Bureau, Google Reviews, the 506 Investor Group, et cetera, and see what's out there on the internet about not only the company name, but also the individual sponsors that are on the deal. So Google the actual principles in the deal and kind of see what information you can dig up on that. That's very helpful. Insurance. So I always ask in the syndication process, if something goes bad, it may not be you that have the issue. It may be another investor that has an issue. And if the syndicator operator isn't covered by insurance, they could be financially strapped and fighting a lawsuit if they don't have the proper insurances in front of them to protect them. You may not be the issue. It might be another investor that has an issue that is making an issue, frankly, out of nothing, but you're still getting dragged into a lawsuit. So ask them, does their SEC attorney provide E&O insurance to cover for lawsuits. Title insurance, what exclusions are on their title policy? If they're doing raw land development, you may want to look at their title policy and see that they've done as much as they can to kind of mitigate what's covered in their title insurance policy. And for property level insurance, 
minimally A-rated carrier, giving them coverage on the property. And just ask for any other insurance that they might have. What we do is we put our civil engineer architects, we require them to list Spartan Investment Group on their E&O insurance. That way, if they design a big building for us that we go out and build and they do it incorrectly, we have an insurance to go after for our architect and civil engineer. So there's a lot of things that an operator can do, but just get them talking about it and see how cavalier they are about insurance or how dialed in they are about how they're insuring a property in general. And decision to exit, this is a great one. As a limited partner, generally it's up to the operator when you sell, but just kind of get their feelings on how they go about deciding to exit a project, right? A lot of these are five-year, seven-year holds. You've got to ask yourself, if the business plan is completed early and I got the right offer on the table, are we going to sell? What is your thought process for doing that? And deciding to exit is great early in the project, but is the operator going to put numbers in front of you and show you a justification why they're exiting? They don't have to justify and get your permission necessarily, but you want to make sure that they're keeping you on board and you kind of understand eyes wide open why we're going through an exit. Ask them about deals that they've exited. How many deals have they exited and how did that go and how did it compare to the original projected timeline and what was their decision to decide to exit early or or later or on time? Well, I hope you gained some useful insights and actionable advice from this previous Best Ever Conference session. And remember, if you're looking to scale your investing in 2022, we look forward to seeing you in Denver. Get 15% off right now with code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That is code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com.